you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. On this episode, we enter Scalding Spear, investigate a water shortage, and pick sides in a bloody Tanakh showdown. Welcome to episode 53 of Lightkeeper Protocol. Welcome to Lightkeeper Protocol, a podcast about our journey through Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. I am Jared, but you can call me Jai, and I'm here with Christina, also known as Pop-Tart. Hello. Yes, I'd like to welcome any new listeners as well as any returning listeners. Thank you guys very much for taking the time to check out Lightkeeper Protocol. And we'd love to have you join us on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. We can talk about the game. We can talk about the show. Uh, We just want to hear what you have to say about... uh, the horizon things. So <laughs> let's see what we talk about last time. I think last time we uh, went down to the dry urn, right? Or dry urn. I don't know what the dry urn is just dry urn. And we met Draka and Jataka. And uh, I guess we got a little bit more information about how the, I was gonna say the shadow clan, but sorry, the, the, the desert clan, clan. <laughs> how the desert clan uh, works. I mean, because you know, we at the, uh, the 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 village for the deluge. Like they told you that, oh well, we get this dye, and that's how we get water. And so apparently, with Arrowhand, Draka's people, they get machine hearts, and they trade that for water. However, they were having some trouble uh, with that trouble, as in people were dying <laughs> getting it done. Uh, but we did help him with that problem. Right after that, Jedica. Uh, so that is a, oh, sorry, I said Jetica, Jetaka. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, he uh, says, hey, there's another problem we can use your help with at uh, Scalding Spear. So that's where we're going to be heading. But before we talk about Scalding Spear, let's talk a little bit about the Shining Waste because that's where Scalding Spear is. Now, this is a very frustrating area of the game, mainly because there are two major things in this area that you can't do anything with until toward the end of the game and this the shining waste is like smack dab in the middle of the map mm-hmm. it's like smack dab in the middle there's a tall neck there and it's you can't get to the top of this tall neck until you until almost the end of the game well that's Very i think frustrating. i think that's why i missed so much in this area at first because i just i didn't see that there was more around so I just kept right. going. Like I saw the question marks, but I think at that point of the game when I was going through it, I saw the question marks and I'm like, it's either a stupid thing that like the the blast whatever stuff that I don't care about or something I can't open yet. So I didn't even care about looking at all the question marks on the map. Yeah, by the time I actually got this um tall neck, I didn't need it because the area had already been fully explored for me. Yeah. I didn't need the tall neck at all. And even if it was, because I don't think it was fully explored at that point, but even if it wasn't and I didn't get the tall neck, I wouldn't have had problems getting to all the places anyway. Right. So, you know, we're just kind of programmed that, oh, 
you know, get the tall neck. It's in the middle of the, you know, like it's, it's a tall neck. Let's, let's take care of it. And mm-hmm. you cannot, you just can't do it. Now, I don't know. I mean, I just don't like the way I was handled. I really wish they didn't want to put a tall neck there because I did spend a decent amount of time trying to figure out how I'm supposed to get to this tall neck. <laughs> I didn't because when I first saw it, she was like, oh, I guess there's no way to get up there right now. And then you go to the map and there's like a little blue lock on top of the tall neck. So, it indicates like, oh, hey, you can't get this. I know. I never I never got that. That um, I was going to say that voicemail. I never got that <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that, that voice message line? from her. Yeah, voice line. Sorry, I never got that voice line from her. If that was the case, I would have just went about my business. But I never got that voice line, no. So. Uh, but then you also have... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I just said oops. Uh, but then you also have Cauldron Gemini, which is another location. It doesn't matter until close to the end of the game. And if you pass by it early, Aloy would say, oh, this looks like a cauldron, but it's offline. And if you go inside of it, you already know that's a unique location because it has two cores. It's the only cauldron. First of all, the cores are the first thing you see when you go into the cauldron. And there are two of them. And it's like, okay, well, this is probably going to be important at some point. Uh, but I did like run around a bit trying to see if like there's a way in further or anything like that. No, there's not. Like, don't waste your time. I, I wish they would put a lock on this. To be I honest with you, didn't even see it. I I accidentally ran into it when I was like almost supposed to go there, and I was like, oh, right. this is where I have to go later, and that was it. Oh yeah, no, I passed by that place early. And I went into it early. Like I, I ran around it. So that, I wish they would they would have closed that off because there's literally no point in going in there until close to the end of the game. No point at all. They don't even foreshadow anything when you go in there. You just see that it has two cores. It's just an open cauldron that's offline. Right, they should have closed it. <laughs> you know. So, uh, but there is a vista point pointing right at scalding spear and this vista point actually bugged out for me so i never got it i mean i could probably get it now i know i can get it now uh since it's been patched by now i'm sure because i had like the perfect overlay but it would not acknowledge it like the perfect overlay that's what that's what happened to me at the was it the plain song one i think and i rewatched that footage again and i stood in the correct spot like three or four times and it took me like 20 minutes to sit in the like exact correct spot to get it. Well, I even watched a, uh, somebody else do it. Like I watched a video of somebody doing it. And then they stood in the same exact spot that I did. And it still like, and it worked for them and it wouldn't work for me. I'm like, okay, I'll just not deal with this at this point. So, but the spot you need to stand is like right near a Sunwing site. So you have to clear them out first. And depending on how early you get here, they can kind of be a pain because Sunwings are kind of a pain earlier in the game. They're one of the earlier plasma enemies. Them and Ravagers have plasma. So, and if you still don't, and if you don't uh, understand how plasma works at that point, it can kind of take you by surprise when it builds up plasma and then, you know, you get that explosion at the end of it. Yeah, I still, I, at a certain point of the game, understood how plasma worked. Kind of. (laughs) So, like, watching back the videos, I can see the plasma building up, but it's not all the way built up. And then I, like, switched to acid. I'm like, what are you doing? You're gonna overtake (laughs) that element. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, for the plasma, like, I don't know, like, it... I wish the result was a bit more immediate because not only do you have to build up the plasma, but you have to build up the damage as like kind of like the, the plasma timer is going down mm-hmm. and then that's when it does its mo- all the most of its damage. So, and honestly, a lot, I've had so many fights with enemies where I'll do a plasma buildup and then they die before the, the plasma damage can actually take effect. Yeah. You know, it's really good for bigger enemies like ravagers and stuff. It is. I, I will definitely say it is good for bigger enemies. Um, so another thing about this this area is that if you fight those Sunwings, there's not a lot of room to maneuver, which is a part of the problem. Like, they can maneuver because they can fly, but, but like, uh, not you so much. I feel like I didn't fight Sunwings here. I mean, because the Sunwing perch is right there. Yeah, unless I did it, like, a lot later. Hmm. I might have just gone in, grabbed it, and like got out before they saw me. <laughs> I don't even. I'm pretty sure like the area where you have to stand is like right near their perch. Like I don't see how you could have not alerted them. I had a lot of weird issues with sun wings too. So I don't know. Like there is like a part in one of my videos where one was just like staring at its own shadow, like really angry. Like I didn't alert it or anything, and sometimes they just wouldn't be there. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. <laughs> PS4 issues. Yeah. Uh, so, but when you do get the Vista Point, it explains what Scalding Spirit used to be, which was a solar facility to help generate energy, which is perfect because since it's in the middle of the desert, it's tons of sun. Uh, apparently, the boilers in the facility were dangerous to birds, insects, and bats, so they had to develop some type of drones to keep the track of the animal populations, or more specifically, probably to keep them out. But um, I think for Shab's journal, one of the journals kind of describes Scalding Spear as, you know, he calls the tower, which was of the solar facility, he calls that the spear, which I think that's why it's called Scalding Spear. But then he says the, uh, what are, are essentially the solar panels, what are the solar panels? He goes, oh, it looks like graves, like surrounding the, uh, I think he says it looks like graves surrounding the, 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 the city or something like that. But I mean, the solar panels are kind of like halfway covered in sand (laughs) they do kind of look like headstones but uh yeah that's why scalding spear looks the way it does i mean it it is a unique location no meridian though (laughs) i'll tell you that much there's there is no there's no meridian in this game which i thought they'd really take the opportunity to build a bigger city like you know since it's it's on the ps well it's built for ps5 it's a bigger game, but no, there is there's no meridian sized city or area in this game. No, I think every time I went into a town, I was like, okay, that's a town. Like nothing kind of amazing. Because the big thing about Meridian when I first got there was the spire. Like I saw that right. from a distance, which like you know that's the whole part of the story too. I saw that from the distance, and I was like, well, that's so cool. I need to see what it is. Right? Yeah. There's nothing like that in this game. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I guess maybe uh, it makes sense from a lore perspective from the Tanakh since the, the clans were all, you know, separated. They have no mega city. The Grove is the closest thing they have to, you know, uh, I guess a ruling chair, or a chair of power, if you want to say. Mm-hmm. But it's not really all that big. But I don't know. Maybe they could have did something with the dishes, with the Utaro dishes. <laughs> it made them even bigger or something. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that area is the most like, oh, that's cool, because they did kind of something with that area. But 
That's the coolest that you'll is get. True. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Scalding Spear itself is, I guess, the 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 area you'll spend the most time in in Shining Wastes, and it is the capital. Or I don't I I, I want to say the capital of the Desert Clan. You know I don't know what they actually call it. It's it's, it's more than a village, right? <laughs> you yeah. Know? Um, Scalding Spirit controls the water, so that's where the power is. And it's a little bit, it's, I want to say a little bit bigger than Barren Light, you know? Maybe, actually, it's probably, I was, you'd have to say a lot bigger because it's at least two levels. Barren Light is pretty much a single level. Right. right? I was so, going to say it's not that big. So, not, not twice as big as Barren Light. No, no, no I'm saying Barren Light's not that big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Definitely bigger than Baron Light, but not that much bigger. Um, and like I mentioned, it is built at the base of a solar tower and surrounded by solar panels. So the place where the people in charge sit, I think it's like, it's not all the way up the tower, but it's like built along the tower. Yeah. yeah. So this is the first place I ran into a, a painter, mm-hmm. which allows you to change your face paint. This is the, this is the very first place uh, where you can can change your face paint or makeup if you decide to go with the Karja stuff. Because all no. the Karja stuff is all makeup. That's that's is all makeup. Yeah, this is um, where I went before. I went to um the Deluge area and the other desert clan. Like I didn't go to any other desert clans. I went to this one first and talked to the Inker's apprentice, which gave me the Deluge quest. But when he started talking about face paint, I was like Oh, face paint. I can finally do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't talk to him because like I had already, already done did the quest. It. So. Yeah. Exactly. So, um I will say that the they they have like so each they have different paints for each tribe. Uh and there are paints for the Osaron, but I don't recall seeing any Osaron with face paint on. Mm-mm. I don't either. Yes. So, but there are Asaram face paints, but like you have like your Nora stuff, your Banuk stuff, your Tanakh stuff, um, and like I said, makeup for the Karja. And honestly, all of the Karja stuff looks ridiculous on Aloy. It does. Because, like, yeah, it just, well, I would say all the Karja stuff kind of, I don't know, kind of looks ridiculous in general, you know? Because the Karja, I feel like, are supposed to look ridiculous. Like they're supposed to look high class, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they they try to be flashy, but it's everybody makes fun of them though. So, I, is it really working? Yeah, everybody makes fun of them. They say, "Oh, they dress like birds." They look like turkeys. Yeah, yeah, they look like turkeys. Yeah, when the Tanakh actually had one of their clans actually wears bird feathers <laughs> for their armor, but those guys will kill you. So right, <laughs> nobody right. makes fun of them. Yeah. So, um, which face paint did you go with? The the uh seeker you went with the seeker right? yeah so that was i like the tanakh ones but i thought that they were a little too much i thought the seeker was very fitting for aloy and i'm like well it makes sense right i actually i went with death seeker because mm. that's the same one that rost had that's a good one so. that was a hard debate but i like the blue because the blue on the seeker one was like a little bit brighter yeah it was like a it was like a teal mm-hmm yeah, versus like it was like the the Death Seeker was purple. Yeah, so, uh, but well, yeah, one of the shop's journals can be found here. 
And um, he talks about coming there to resolve a dispute over a tattoo. But when he gets there, uh, the two parties who were having the argument had already come to an agreement. And it turns out that's because Regala was there and she has a head, well, she had a reputation for resolving disputes. Uh, she would give one of the claimants a chance. No, so she would give both claimants one chance to resolve the dispute. And, and it doesn't go on to say what happens if they don't resolve it, but she somehow makes a decision for him, probably with violence. Like nobody wants to get involved with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says once that was done, uh, Regala saw him and walked up to him. And the last time they saw each other was during the, the culvert that made him a marshal. And she looked at him with utter disgust. And this time she didn't say anything and just walked away after a while. And he says her eyes had unspeakable malice. And I'm like, literally, because she didn't say anything to you. Right. And uh, uh, he both, you know, he said he realized that both his escorts and her escorts were pretty much ready to fight. And they didn't release their weapons until after she left. So that could have turned into a bad situation pretty fast. Yeah, she doesn't seem like the kind of person that would really agree with keeping him alive. So I see that. Yeah. So. um that's like, I think that's the first Fashav journal I found. I do believe there's one in Arrowhead, which I went back for and found later. Mm-hmm. Or I went, I found later when I went back there for something. Um, I think that I do believe that's the one that explains the thing about drinking blood and stealing children. Right. I think that's the only one that I've read. All of the other ones were so long. I was like, oh, I'll read this later. And you know how that works Yeah, out. how that goes. Yeah. 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 So we'll we'll come back to that a little later. Uh, there is a melee pit, and this is the first melee pit we've seen since Baron Light, and it's ran by Laroque. I believe I'm saying his name correct. And he already heard of Aloy. He says she's pretty good. So she's a pretty good fighter, and she can train there. And at this point, beating the melee pits actually means something because we have a we have like a level 32 quest mm-hmm. for the melee pits. Like once you beat all three melee pits on the Tanakh in the Tanakh territory, you get to go fight the Enduring. So, you know, each pit pit, uh, pit master will uh, will grant you a mark after you beat them. And if you get a mark from each of the tribes, like I said, you can challenge the Enduring. And he calls the Enduring a legendary fighter, a master of masters. And to challenge the pit master, you have to complete a series of challenges, which the challenges are just combos. You have to complete an enemy before time is up. But the enemy, in most cases, is not fighting back. Like, mm-hmm. some, like yeah, like, you just have to uh, complete the combo multiple times in most cases. Yeah, I think the idea for that is you're supposed to do the combos and then the final fight they'll do things that kind of force you to have to use that combo like a shield breaker you know whatever it may be so it's like right they're they're more of i mean the final ones are a little bit more complicated but like they're more of a do this and learn how to do melee in the game and i didn't do these until after i beat the game so i was like wow i would have been able to hit things more efficiently had i actually done these (laughs) during the course of the game yeah, I mean, in most cases, I mean, in most cases, you're going to be using your bow to fight, right? Mm-hmm. They don't really throw too many enemies at you that force you to use the special moves to, like, break a shield or, you know, knock them back and things like that. Most of the time, that's optional. That's true, because all of the humans that I fought, I just hit with acid bombs or hit them in the head. So, 
it's mostly machines when they were almost dead. I'm like, I don't want to waste an arrow on this and almost die from like trying to <laughs> kill it with my spear. Yeah, I wonder if that's something they're going to change for the next game because they definitely put a lot of work into the melee system for this game. Like mm-hmm. versus Zero Dawn, they made some major improvements to the melee system. So maybe in the next game, they'll put you in more situations where they're they're forcing you to use the melee uh, to fight. You know. Yeah. Uh, now I will say the thing about the the melee pit challenge is that you have to have the combo unlocked in your skill tree in order to do the challenge. So there there were times where I would go to do a melee pit, but I couldn't because I didn't have a skill unlock. Yeah, I didn't have that problem because I did it when I beat the game. Yeah, exactly. As like so, this one I could not complete it at first because I didn't have the second challenge combo, which was aerial slash plus resonator blast. Mm-hmm. in the air so i didn't have aerial aerial slash at the time and i think once i got it i only used it for this melee bit and that was it i didn't even know uh, you could do like different shots and stuff like that until i did the melee pit oh yeah 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 you can you can you can kind of change things up from the air to the ground all types of stuff um i i, I was saying the melee pits really help you appreciate how much work they put into the melee aspect of the game I wonder I wonder if they like did all of this work with melee and they were like, oh man, we don't really have any time. Like they play tested the game and it was like, oh, there's like no times where they use melee. Let's do these melee pits so we can actually show off what we put in the game. Maybe, yeah, because like in terms of the melee pits did really and I think it's one of the reasons why the melee pits can be challenging sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because it's the only time where you're actually using a lot of stuff. Most of these um, most of the enemies you fight, you can just get away, away with the basic melee. I think Nora Warrior is a super easy combo to do. Like I think it's like light, 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 light hit. Yeah, it's like, like, like it's like light, light, heavy, or it's like light, 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 pause, light. You know what I'm saying? Something yeah. like that. It's 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 super easy. So like the fir- I know the first challenge you have to do a Nora Warrior plus a power attack and a resonator blast. So that is the one thing I will say that like if you learn combos like strings like this, you'll be able to build up your resonator blast really fast. Like really fast on on enemies. So and I, I think in this case the third challenge is actually fighting the pit master himself. Mm-hmm. Like there's only there's two there's two regular challenges and the third challenge is fighting the pit master and that's it. And the pit masters so <sighs> I mean, I'll probably bring it up again. I know I'm going to bring it up again, but I only found the pit master in, I think the sky clan. I forget what the, the, the name of the town is the name for the name of the, the area for the sky clan is. Uh, oh, the bulwark. The bul- That's yeah. It. The bulwark. Bul- what did you say? Bulwark. bulwark. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So the bulwark, that one was challenging because there are two of them. And one uses fast light attacks, and the other one uses like a, like a um, strong heavy attack. I feel like that one was kind of complicated, but not awful. No, it wasn't awful. But I'll say I think it was the most difficult. The third one at like the 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 low and the low end clans uh, town. Mm-hmm. The reason that one was challenging for me is because the enemy turned invisible. <laughs> like it was a bug in the game. Like I literally could not see this guy. Oh no! I st- saved. I turned the game off. I turned it back on. He is still invisible. So I fought an invisible person and won. 
Like that, that is how nice. I ended up beating him. So I, I, I that has to be a bug. Um, I, yeah, I cheesed that one. I had like regenerating at low HP armor at that point, and if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have won. That one was really oh, tough. Oh no, I I didn't have that one. <laughs> I didn't I didn't have that. The only thing I could see was his shield. So I saw the shield walking <laughs> toward me, and then I knew he was about to do an attack based on how he moved the shield. Nice. I could be like try to determine what attack he's gonna do. And try to get to his side or something like that. But that's all I saw was a shield moving up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah, so that one was uh, interesting. But that's, that's why that one felt a bit challenging. But sans invisibility, I would say <laughs> the, the bulwark one was the hardest. You know. Uh, but yeah, so at this point, let's go ahead and start talking about uh, Wound in the Sand. The wound in the sand, uh, because you know that is inside Scalding Spear, and when you get there, if you if this is your first time there, after going to Arrowhand, there's going to be a loud group of people close to the base of the tower, and they're talking about how the rations barely get them through the day, and their children are thirsty, and they're complaining about the guards around the wound, uh, which is wow, where where they draw their water. And Yara, the commander, explains that the wound is giving less water, so they have to adjust their rations. And one of the soldiers is like, uh, well, I know the way of the desert. What's stopping me from taking what I want? And then she headbutts them, so that's what's stopping him from taking what he wants, apparently. And she says, you know, they'll live on what they have. And I'm like, will you live on what you have? Because we're talking about water here. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> if, you, if you don't have enough, eh, you you're not going to live. Yeah, you're not going to live for long. Exactly. Uh, so Jataka, uh, he takes Aloy up the tower to Yara, and Aloy knows that uh, Draka isn't the only one with harsh words for Yara. Uh, Yara. And Jataka says that the Desert Clan has uh, been bred, uh, bred survival into their blood, and they spit at death and charge into battle maybe a little too easily. So whatever that's supposed to mean. Like that, he didn't. That's that. That was totally a non. That response didn't make much sense compared to, you know, what Aloy actually said. He could have been like, "Yeah, people are mad about the water situation." Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So up top, Aloy uh, speaks to Yara. This is the Outlander conspiring with the dissident Draka. Demanding water does not make one a dissident, Yara. Doesn't make Draka a commander either. You should advise him of that. Jataka said you needed help. Did he now? Aloy has a unique insight into the ways of the Old Ones. She might be able to fix this before it gets out of hand. Get to the point. What is Jataka talking about? There is no water. What do you mean? I mean the wound in the sand, that which provides the clan with the water we need to survive, is completely dry. This water source... Jataka said it's somehow related to the old ones? From what we can tell, whatever water we take, it restores on its own, over time. A few weeks ago, it stopped. I ordered rationing, searched for other viable sources. But everything else nearby is tainted one way or another. But why the secrecy? Keeping your people in the dark seems to be making things worse. If the clan knew, my command would be challenged. There's no water, and you're worrying about keeping your command? Think what you want. Between the machines, the storms, and Regala's uprising, I'm the only thing keeping this clan from falling apart. 
Draka's people sacrificed a lot to get that water. He thinks you're hoarding it for yourself. The perfect excuse to challenge my command. Like he's always wanted. Of course, he makes it sound very noble. That he only cares about his thirsty people. But all he really wants is to be in charge. And if he was, he'd face the exact same problem I have. There is simply not enough water to go around. So how are you going to deal with not having any water? Ration what little we have. Buy time to fix the wound. And in the meantime, people die of thirst? Every corpse weighs on me. That is what it means to be a commander. What matters is that the clan survives, as a whole. I can't promise anything. But if this wound was built by the old ones, I might be able to fix it. How exactly do you intend to do that? Just show her the wound, Yara. Very well. You can tell me when we get there. After you. Yeah, so it turns out that there really is no water. Uh, the wound is dry and they don't know why. Uh, they look for an alternative source but can't find any that aren't tainted. And uh, she tells you that the wound is some type of old world contraption. This is why Jataka brought you there because he thought you could help with it. And normally, whatever they take, it gets replenished on its own. So Yara doesn't want to tell anyone because she's worried that her command will be challenged. And Italy thinks that's foolish, but she doesn't really care. Uh, she says the only thing that's keeping the desert clan from falling apart is her. So in her, yeah, in her mind, she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm holding this ship together. They can't lose me. You know, I'm the star of the show here. Uh, so seems like it's going really well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it seems like Yara and Draka have a, a bit of a history. Yara thinks or knows, I should say, that Draka wants to lead. Uh, says that Aloy is conspiring with him. Uh, she says that Draka is using the water situation as an excuse to challenge her command. And she tries to make it sound noble by saying that, you know, oh, sorry. He, she says that he tries to make it sound noble by saying that it's about his thirsty people. Uh, but she says he just wants to be in charge. Says that if he was in charge, he would face the same problem, which is true. I mean, he would be facing the same problem. He, maybe he would handle it differently, but the, the, the problem would remain. Right. I was going to say, I feel like he'd, they handle things very differently, but... Who's to say he'd do a better job in that situation? That is true. Yeah. So the one thing that Draka and Yara kind of, it looks like they agree on is Regala. Uh, because, uh, you know, he says that her problem, well, uh, Yara says that her problem is with well, her as in um, Regala's problem is with Hikaru. And that if she can beat him, she deserves to lead. Also, she doesn't want her rebels turning on the Desert Clan. So there's two reasons why she doesn't want to mess with Regala uh, right now, <laughs> you know. And she says her plan is to buy time to fix the wound. And when Aloy brings up, you know, people dying up there, she says that making sure that the clan as a whole survives is the most important thing. And Aloy agrees to take a look at the wound. And they are skeptical about how she can fix it. So Jataka says, just let her see it, right? Uh, so on the way down to the wound, because the wound is like right underneath the spear of Scalding Spear, so right underneath the tower, uh, Yara brings up that Aloy isn't Karja or Asaram. She's like, oh, well, I'm Nora. And Yara says she's heard about the Nora, but heard that only exiles leave their land. And Aloy's like, well, there are exceptions. And Yara asks, what business does a Nora exception have in the West? 
And it always says to help people who don't want it. And I'm like, that is so true. That's like the truest thing you've said. But <laughs> she, yeah, she she wants to help people, even those who don't want it. But also she's so hesitant at the same time. It's so wild. It's just so wild to hear her say these things sometimes. Right. Yeah. So uh, the wound, like I said, is right underneath the tower. You get there, Aloy uses her focus and can see the pipes heading outside of Scalding Spear. So Aloy starts to follow the pipes uh, underground, and Yara's like, you know, where are you going? <laughs> you know, and Aloy explains, uh, and Yara asks how she can follow the trail. And Aloy asks if it matters. And Yara says, the only thing that matters is, is her people surviving. But I would have been like, yes, it matters. I want to make sure I'm not following a crazy person to my death. Yeah, I don't, I wasn't really vibing with Yara here. <laughs> she was, like, really mean, but then, like, not asking the right questions. Like, I don't know. Exactly, uh, yeah. That's the thing. Like, it does matter. Like, you're you're saying, oh, the pipes go, like, you know, follow me this way. There's a trail. I don't see a trail. I've lived in the desert my entire life. <laughs> yeah, like, like, why is she just trusting her? Like, she doesn't trust her the entire time. Like, why would you want to help? Like, I don't believe you, blah, blah, blah. And then she just blindly follows her? Okay. Yeah, and like I said earlier, she started that conversation by saying, oh, is this the the outlander that's conspiring with Draka? So right. she already thinks that Aloy might be up to something. How does she know Aloy's not going to take her out someplace and, you know, put a, give her the big sleep? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, well, She didn't bring you. anyone with her either. She just, I don't know why she didn't just say, you go by yourself and tell me what you find. Yeah, Aloy could have just pushed her off a cliff and then come back like, I don't know, she fell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, but you do go and follow the the trail, which is the, the, the pipes that you can see with the focus. Uh, and there are some machines along the way, but nothing serious. Like, there's like some, a scrounger and some long legs, which I think you can avoid if you really wanted to. Uh, but, um... It's funny because later on, not later on, but after the fight, when you keep moving, if you if you do fight those machines, Aloy is like, okay, we got to finish. You know, we got to keep going this way. And then Yara is like, um, I think she says something like, hopefully you don't get ambushed by machines again. I'm like, it's not really an ambush because we saw them. We just ran right. into them. <laughs> yeah, those ones I just ran past. They were like, oh, we could fight them if they're in our way. But like they weren't. I think I was like a little too far to the right. For them to you see, you can me. see, yeah, you can still see the pipes. Like, if if you have the focus on, you can go around them. I was just being lazy. Yeah, well, they weren't even in front of me. They were like off in the distance to the left, and they made a comment about them. But I'm like, I don't. There's no point. Like, they're so far. Yeah. On for me, they were definitely like right, right in, in the middle of the right in the front. So I just walked right through them and, and killed them right quick. So. I mean, I started the fight like as, like as I'm walking up to it, I I use a shock arrow on the long legs, you know, sh- electric thing, mm-hmm. and that knocked everybody down. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Also, at this time, I was like level fifty, so I'm like this literally pointless to fight anything <laughs> that I don't have to. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So at some point, you do have to climb a cliff and. Once you're at the top, there's more machines and a dead soldier. So it's like two wide maws and two spike snouts, I think. I think there's only like two of each. Two and two, yeah. Yeah, and spike snouts are really, really weak to acid. I wasn't mm-hmm. level 50 when I did this. 
And one acid shot from the sling took more than half their health. More than half. So, yeah, like, they are really weak to acid. And then the wide maws, you deal with, with, you know, they're wide maws, so you just deal with them that way. Uh, But once the machines are dealt with, you can examine the corpse. And it turns out it's one of Draka's men. And this immediately pisses Yara off. Because she's like, oh, I'll cut his head off if he had anything to do with the wound not working. And uh, a bit farther up, Aloy finds some water dripping down a cliff, so she follows it, and that leads you to some pipes and controls. And there's a spear through one of the controls, and Aloy says that Draka's man probably tried to pry it open, and now the water is being misdirected. And Yara is like, oh, this is sabotage. And Aloy's like, I don't know, it might be ignorance. <laughs> you know? She, she had no idea that this had anything to do with the well. So it's like, how how would they know it had anything to do with the well? They had they saw water probably somewhere and was like, oh, I wonder if I can get water out of here. I don't think anyone knew there were pipes underground leading all the way out to it. That is true. I, I will say that they, they probably didn't realize like that it was connected. Yeah. They're probably like, what are pipes? <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't know what the wheel was. They stabbed it. True, like yeah, it was it the wheel? It actually wasn't even a wheel. It was like a switch. It was like a switch, yeah. It was like a switch, yeah. yes. And they put a spear through it. So you're right; they clearly did not know, <laughs> uh, you know what it is. So Ailey finds a way deeper inside the facility. I mean, this place is a little annoying to it was a little annoying to traverse because multiple times I had to jump off my path, get back to ground level, so I could use the pull caster to pull something down. I would get up into a position where I'd be, I'd be, I'd be holding on to something and I'll look for the next place. And it's like up, it's, it's like something I clearly have to use the pull caster for, but I can't use the pull caster while I'm actively grabbed onto something. Right. So I got to go back down, use the pull caster, then go back up. And that was annoying. This one was um, annoying for me because I kept turning. I kept doing the puzzle and it kept resetting. And I don't even know why. I don't even know how I completed this. Oh, because, you know, it was a time puzzle. Oh, was it? I had no idea. Yeah, it's, see, so you didn't get that voice line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because there is a voice line where Aloy says that, oh, like, if you miss it the very first time, mm-hmm. she says, oh, I must, I have to get up to the, to the wheel faster. So it's a time puzzle. Yep. All she said was something along the lines of, I have to do it again. But she didn't say anything about faster. She said something about it resetting Uh, it or something. But she didn't mention speed because then I would have been like, oh, I just have to do it faster if she did. Yeah, she definitely said faster when when I was doing mine. Yeah. Well. So, hey, man, different line voice lines for the (laughs) PS5 and PS4, I guess. I guess so. It's just built different. Yeah, so you have to pull the lever in one room, rush to the valve, and then that should redirect the water. That's pretty much all you have to do. But it does, like, this, it's the traversal thing again. Like, the first time you, you go to pull the valve and rush back up, the way you try to get it up the first time breaks. So there's, there's almost no way to get it right the first time. Right. Because you're going to have to, you're going to run out of time on the first try. Uh, and that's when she's supposed to say the voice line, I imagine. So that was just annoying, too. <laughs> like, really? Like, why, why are we wasting time here? The game's <laughs> 70 hours. We can shave off a minute, okay? <laughs> you know. Um, 
So after the water is redirected, Yara starts talking about how Draka knew that sabotaging the wound would cause a crisis and allow him to challenge a claim. Aloy is like, hey, take it easy. I asked her not to do anything rash about Draka and says she wouldn't. She'll, she'll bide her time instead. And she does thank you by saying the desert was kind to bring Aloy to them. But, like, I don't think that this was the initial problem, right? Because this guy was here because the water has been an issue for weeks. Like for a while, and that guy seemed like if his body was there, I, I feel I don't know, man. I feel like it wasn't like that long ago that he tried something here. No, like, well, unless that was exactly the thing that redirected the water, but I felt like it was something else, and then he went to investigate it. Yeah, so th- we're gonna get into that in, in a second. Right. Okay, that mystery is gonna be solved here in a minute. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, so. You, uh, you actually, Yara goes ahead of Aloy to Scalding Spear. And when Aloy gets there, she sees, uh, she doesn't see her at the wound. The water is slowly returning. And talking to one of the soldiers, you find out that Draka showed up and forced his way into the wound and saw there was no water. And he didn't take it well. He starts making a scene. He gets arrested. And then Aloy heads upstairs to the commander's quarters because that's where Draka and Yara are. How could you let this happen? How did I let this happen? You're the one who sabotaged the wound in the first place. You're lucky we were able to fix it, or your head would already be on a spear. You call that fixed? It's just a dribble. And it's not my fault. I already told you Ukta came to me. He said he found something in the desert that might get us water. I had no idea it had anything to do with the wound. And you expect me to believe that? Aloy! I came for the water that was owed to us, and when I found out that there is no water, they arrested me. As I already told you, the water is returning, but slowly. It'll be weeks before the wound is full again. Until then, I will send Arrowhand what I can. You hid what happened to the wound. How can we believe you now? Draka. No, you know what? Enough of this! No more words! (laughs) Consider that a challenge! Gather your squads, then, and meet us at the Gate of the Vanquished. I have a challenge to prepare for. Leave me. This will be the end of the clan. I have to stop it. We have to stop it. Hold on a second. Help me understand. So Draka's angry, Yara's angry, everybody's angry. Draka is angry that Yara lied about the water. Yara thinks Draka sabotaged the water. Draka says that one of his men said they found something in the desert to get them water. He didn't know it had anything to do with the wound. So that's what happened. Like, this guy found something. It's kind of like what you said earlier. Like, he found something with, that had to do with water. Like, hey, you know, Draka, we, I found a place that has water. We might be able to get water from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he probably tried to get the water running <laughs> you know because he probably heard the water maybe saw the water dripping and he was like how do i get the water to come to me <laughs> you know how do i get, get how do i get the water out of this thing you know he's probably hitting rocks on the pipes and stuff like that you know yeah <laughs> but that's essentially what happened but see that's why i'm confused though because like they don't really mention maybe i'm just too hung up on the timeline but they don't like mention the timeline. So he's like, oh, I know a way to get water. And I guess she's always been kind of strict with the rations of the water. But like, why would he go searching for a way to get water 
had they not already had an issue with the water. Well, I think the water was always an issue because the the reason why Scalding Spear is the, the, the seat of power is because that's where the water is. Right. So if there's another place to get water, and we do know that Draco wants to lead, it takes away some of Yara's power. If Draco's like, I can give you water too. That's true. You know, it changes things. So when this guy's like, hey, we can get water on our own. We don't need Yara for this. Because at this point, he doesn't know that there's actually a problem. Um, well, I shouldn't say he doesn't know the problem, but like he, the, he's always complained about how they ration the water. <laughs> yeah. Know? So, and I think like the reason why this was as big of a problem as it was is because even when the water was flowing normally, they were probably super tight on how much water they were giving out. Right. You know. And so this just exacerbated the issue. So now if Draka's like, if they, they're like, well, we don't even need them for water anymore. We can supply our own. You know, that kind of changes things. That's true. So, but uh, because Yara hid what happened in the wound, Draka says they can no longer trust her. And he challenges her. And she accepts and says, meet her at the gate of the vanquished. Jataka says this will be the end of the clan. And Aloy asks some additional questions, you know, to get some clarity. And he kind of explains that, like, you know, what's about to happen. He says they'll take their most loyal uh, squads and fight to the death. And then after, try to kill anyone loyal to the other. He says this can last for months. And he says he's unable to intervene. Even Hakaro can't intervene. This is, like, how the Desert Clan does things. Or maybe even the other clans, how they do things when their leadership is challenged. Uh, the gate of the vanquished is is the entrance is at the entrance to Cauldron Gemini, so that place that we, you know, we can't really do anything with. It's at the entrance to that, and he says that the site has meaning because it's a symbol of what the tribe aspires to: the defeat of deranged machines. Because the cauldron's offline, and I'm like, so this has only been a significant site for about twenty years, because I mean, that's when Gaia blew up, like you know, like eighteen, nineteen years ago. Right, right. And that's when the derangement would have started. So, like, it's it's been a sacred site for, like, 20 years, you know. Even then, like, if the derangement started, like, 20 years ago, and then they'd have to have deranged machines come out of it first. So it's less than 20 years. Well, I mean, we'll to- I think we'll find out later on, but I don't, I don't think that cauldron actually ever worked. Uh, okay. Yeah, like we'll we'll find out more about the cauldron later on, but I, I'm pretty sure that cauldron never actually worked. Maybe they just assumed. Maybe, but they see it has it's a symbol to them for some reason for the past twenty years. Uh, and uh, Jataka thinks Aloy can help because both Yara and Draka owe her a debt, and he thinks they'll listen to her. So that's what he says. Maybe he's going to try to stall them at the gate, and he tells you to meet them there. So. But that's the end of the wound in the sand. And that, like I said, that leads directly to the Gate of the Vanquished. Now, on the way to the Gate of the Vanquished, I ran into two Tanakh soldiers, like, having a trouble. Like, they were fighting chargers. Like, I guess a group of chargers were giving them trouble. And you end up fighting that group of chargers with them. And one of the guys is still super kind of, like... I don't want to say disrespectful to you, but he's very harsh towards you. Like, uh, why are you here, Outlander? Like, saving you, obviously. I mean, like, the way you're looking at me, I'm assuming this did not happen to you. It did not happen to me, no. Yeah, and so 
probably because you had already been to the Grove because the other person's like, oh, thank you for your help. You know, you're free to go to the Grove if you want to. That's what she says. But then the other guy starts talking about Regal and the Rebels. And he's like, well, why aren't we, why aren't we fighting along Regal? She's Desert Clan. She's one of us, you know? And then the the other person's like, well, no, because she goes against everything uh, that the clans are trying to do. And he's like, okay, then why aren't we fighting against her? Like, he just, he's just looking for a fight. Like, he, he's looking for, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I thought that was an interesting interaction, you know? So, because it was like, it wasn't just like, um, like dialogue. It was like, the, it was like a cut scene. Like, once right. you get done, it's like a full, it's like a cut scene with these two. It's almost like when you save those, like the cook in Plain Song. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Utaro Land. But when you say the cook in, in Plain Song, and they do that little cutscene where you're kind of talking there, you know? So it was interesting. But this that happened on my way to the Gate of the Vanquished. But when you arrive at the Gate of the Vanquished, uh, you see both parties are there and they ha- and they ha- their people have literally taken sides like this is an arena this is a completely even arena both sides are kind of like they look the same i think they have this the same structure and everything and Jataka's trying to get them to back down but no one is backing down so uh, you you have options of who you speak to and what order and stuff like that none of this matters or well, one decision matters one decision that matters here so you can speak to Jataka he won't back down because he says he won't deal with Yara's lies anymore. He also swears to Aloy he knew nothing about the wound. Uh, she speaks to Yara and she's like, all he cares about is taking command and this vendetta must be ended here. And you can tell them to both stand down, but that will not work. Right. Like, I don't like why even bother putting that. Out? I guess maybe and- they just put that option into the game just so they can say, hey, we, like, you know, we give you the option. Yeah, but, like, obviously I picked that one because I'm like, I don't want anyone to fight, guys. Just chill. We can figure it out. But they add, like, the little quest triangle or diamond to it as if it'll make a difference. They did, yeah. And it makes no difference at all. No. Yeah. So, yeah, she says that they should stop this and work together because, you know, they they, they don't want to cause a massacre among their people. And they were both like, nah, we're good. We're good with doing this. <laughs> you know? uh, so I'm like, yeah, this thing, usually story options like this matter to a degree, but this didn't matter at all. They literally, they do force you to pick a side. So Aloy has to pick a side. If you side with Draka, Aloy says that this isn't about Draka conspiring against her, uh, but about her lying to her people about the water. She says that if uh, her saying that, you know, she really wanted the clan to survive, if that was true and not a lie, then she should um, stand down and give Draka a shot. It's like if you, if you, if the survival of the clan matters, stand down. And Yara declines. She says that she didn't lie about caring for the survival of the clan, which is why she'll never hand over command to Draka. She really doesn't think that Draka is uh, management material. We'll say that. I don't and, think she would hand it to anyone. I just want to point yes. that out there. She wouldn't. She would. She would be like dying and like you know on her deathbed and be like, "No, I'm still running the clan. I'm still the I, best I, person." I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, if you side with Yara, Aloy says that nothing would have changed what happened in the wound, and if Draka cared about the clan, he wouldn't be wasting lives here. And 
he says he didn't come all this way for nothing to change. So he's not gonna, you know, uh, you know, back down either. And Aloy, she'll ask that they only fight, you know, they, they don't, they keep the squads out of it. Right. She asks that they only fight, you know, she, like whoever she picks, she joins their side. So she's like, only fight us. And then that's it. And, you know, depending on who you pick, the other agrees to terms, kind of, they're like, you know, I've seen how you fight. And they, they, they say, these guys are with me, right? So it's you, the person you picked, at least some of their people, and then the other person and their people. And then Jataka will also stand with whoever Aloy picks. And, I mean, honestly, I feel, I'll say that Yara is definitely more graceful about the pick, right? Like, if you choose Yara... Drock is like, nice knowing you, Aloy, and tells <laughs> J- Jataka that, oh, it's, it's your funeral. But I think if you pick Yara, if you pick, you know, Draka, that's who actually picked. So if you pick Draka, you're just like, okay, these people are with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, Draka is definitely a bit more cocky about the whole thing, right? So whoever the opponent is, they announce the new rules to all the squads and you can hear them all in the background, like they're like, you know, I don't know, not cheering, but they're definitely making noise. Like, like oh, chanting. thank you. They're like chanting, like, yeah. thanks for not getting us all killed. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then, uh, yeah, that's when the fighting starts. Like, it's like I said, it's an arena. Like, you're on one side, they're on the other. Uh, there are a bunch of exploding barrels all over the place. Most of the enemies are ranged, but there's at least one heavy melee fighter on either side. At least one. I uh, I blasted through this pretty well, obviously, because I'm like level 50. So I just like did my acid blast sling. But one of those heavy hitting guys, I don't know if they like they were in like the, the boss buff mode. And I had like pretty full HP. I was 529 HP. I looked 529 out of 700 HP. One hit took me down to 49 HP. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I was level 50. Like, I don't know if it's, like, a percentage, so it only leaves you with, like, 5% or something. But, like, I was surprised. Yeah, no, I they didn't even hit me. Like, I killed them. Like, I, I did actually, my melee pit skills came in, the hand, in handy here because I just... Well, see, I was the cocky one in this situation, and I just didn't care where anything or anyone was because I was level fifteen. All right, yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. That happens <laughs> when you're over when you're overpowered like that. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, I do. F- I think Aloy is the one that actually ends up even fighting either Draka or Yara because I don't recall Draka ever going up to Yara during my fight. Like I fought Yara. I'm mm-hmm. the one who got her health down. And I imagine the same thing happens on the Draka side. Like, you know, you're the one who gets Draka's health down. But once all the enemies are gone and Draka or Yara's health is drained, you get a final scene with them. And if you choose Draka, Yara's like, you're going to make me wait around all day, you know, basically to die. And Draka shoots her with a bow. And he was like, oh, it didn't need to end like that. And he's like, Hikaru left Regal alive and it bit him in the ass. I'm like, true. <laughs> you know, <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not wrong. And she says, what's going to happen now? You know, the wound doesn't have enough water. And he says he's going to gather the leaders from all of the desert villages and they'll figure it out. And Aloy compliments him on sounding like a commander. And he says he won't forget what she did. And 
If you check back on Arrowhand later, Jataka tells you that Arrowhand likes having one of their own as a commander, and that Draka has been providing rations steadily. And if you talk to Draka at the tower later, he tells you things haven't been so easy. You know, he just got back from talking to all the leaders of the villages and says that Yara may have been right about a few things. Um, not everything, though, he says. And Aloy says that he should have known being leader wouldn't be easy. And he's like, well, I can tell them that your bow will be joining our talks. But she says she's not going to bail him out again. It was more of a joke, right? You know, mm-hmm. when he, it was more of a joke thing. Uh, if you choose Yara, Aloy tells him, you know, well, if you choose Yara, then Aloy will tell Draka it's over, right? And Jataka says he did his best to follow the path and that he dies with honor. And then Yara spears him. Um, and actually, I think one thing I didn't write down here, but I do remember him saying is that when Aloy tells you, Aloy tells him it's over, he's like, it's not over yet. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's over. So Yara spears him after uh, Jataka tells him that he dies with honor. And then she asks the same thing about, well, she says the same thing about not having to end it like that. Or no, it is a little different because when Draka kills Yara, she says it didn't have to end like that. When Yara kills Draka, she says, did it have to end like that? <laughs> you know, like she asked more of a question. To be fair, so I chose Draka as well. And just watching the cutscene, watching these cutscenes, I'm like, man, I kind of am glad that I picked Draka just for like the murder part <laughs> itself. Because <laughs> she was so brutal. She just stabs him in the stomach. Like, at least she, he just does like a headshot. Like, I, right. I, I felt kind of bad. I was like, oh. Jeez. Yeah, he didn't die immediately. She did. Yeah. Yeah, so, but Yara says, oh, it's the way of the desert, and then leaves it that. So, Aloy asks, what's going to happen with water? And she's like, they'll ration the water out until it fills back up. And she says that she'll make sure that Arrowhand gets their fair share. And Aloy's like, you better. You know, she's always threatening people. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Yara says the desert won't forget what she's done for them. And if you head back to Arahan later, Taka tells you that while Draka's death didn't go over well there, uh, Yara has been true to her word and has been giving them water. And he says he's going to stay there until another leader takes over Arahan. And if you talk to Yara later, she tells you that she's been trying to divide the water equally, but ever since they found out about the wound's conditions, the leaders of those villages haven't been too happy. And she's like, Oh, uh, there's one that's as loud as loud and obnoxious as Draka, but she didn't kill them this time. So, I mean, I think both of them are running into the same issues of people being pissed about the water situation. Well, right. you know, it's, it's super important. Like you're talking about like their lives here, the lives and the lives of their people. So that was the biggest thing for for my decision, though, is like the water. So it seems like they're mad at her for like not saying it, whereas Draka, because he's a fresh face, they're like, well, you didn't know either. Uh, But yeah, there's not much we can do. (laughs) But like the fact that she lied to everyone saying that there, whatever reason, like she didn't tell people that there was no water, even the leaders to me was the biggest like okay well that's kind of what solidified my decision uh yeah i mean i can i can understand her perspective a bit because i mean i I had the same exact reason you did because she lied about people but after thinking about it it's like well 
those people live life really rough and they would have taken it as a weakness. Like, oh, you know, we're we're holding up our part of the deal, providing ink and machine hearts and whatever other resources. And you like you couldn't keep the water like now there's something wrong with the water you're telling us no like you know, they would have taken that as a weakness and challenged her over it yeah know? so yeah I, I can i can see why she would want to want to keep it secret probably just to try to keep she definitely was worried about people wanting to challenge her but at the same time she probably didn't want to cause a panic either yeah that's why i was saying like just talk to the leaders but nobody else but then again i guess you know Draka wouldn't keep his mouth shut in that situation. Right. Well, I mean, what's the leader the leaders are gonna do? Like once they found out find out that there's no water, and their people are like, Where's our water? You're like, go talk to Yara, go talk to Draka. They're the ones who are supposed to give us the water, and they're saying there's no water now. Let's go go over there and kill them and take the water. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like that that's kind of how they roll in the desert clan. Right. <laughs> According to them. So yeah, I and the other thing I guess too is like I kind of agreed with Draka where I felt like she could have done more, but also like we're a stranger in this land. It's so wild that we're making these decisions about right, who lives yeah. and who dies in the desert clan. Yeah, and if you like, I don't know if you noticed, but it does change a little bit from the be- when you first walk into the gate of the vanquish to the middle of that conversation when you have to make the pick, right? Because when you get to the gate of the vanquish, Yara is like, "Oh, you're here to observe," and then she's also the one that says, "You need to pick a side." Like at the like right before you pick a side, huh? But she's the one that's like, "Oh, you're here to observe," and she goes from that to like pick a side, so we can get this thing started. Yeah, she's so back and forth. I don't know. I don't know with her. She's dead. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do. I think one other difference between having picking her and Draka is that if you pick her or if you pick Draka, there is a point later in the game where he helps you. I'm putting that in the air quotes because you don't actually see it. You talk to him after a certain event, like he's there in the aftermath. Because mm-hmm. him and his people helped you. She won't be. Oh, really? See, I yeah. did this after that point. So I didn't see anybody. Yeah, she won't be. Like you you in in, in terms of gameplay, there's no difference at all. Like you right. don't see you don't see either one of them. But it is implied that they were there, they were there with you, <laughs> you know. Cheering you on. Cheering you on, fighting the good fight. I know. did I did like though that there were various points. In this quest, where if you did do that part, the dialogue would change a little bit. But the problem with that wasn't like they would say what they would normally say, but then add a little piece of dialogue of what happened. But it felt so forced in that, like, the camera would always zoom out. Like, it would always be a different shot. And it just seems like they, like, recorded it later and threw it in there. But, like, they're not actors. Like, it's like a game. You could just add it as the same scene. That is true to a degree. I mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But it, it was just, it was funny. Like, I even wrote notes about it. Like, why does this sound so fake? <laughs> but okay. Right. Maybe they just, yeah, maybe they, because this was during the pandemic. Like, that's While the pandemic true. was raging. Yeah. A little less than it's raging right now. <laughs> but, but, um. Just a little. 
so yeah, they they may not have been able to get them back into studios, or they, their their recording situation may have changed. You know, stuff like that. So, because we don't know what part of development this actually got recorded during. Right. Yeah, you know, we we don't know. So, but uh, yeah, that is the 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 end of that three part. I guess side quest you would you would call it. I am trying to think. I think this is the only side quest in the game like this where you have the multiple like three parts. Like it's like full like kind of fully formed. Like maybe you have other like one or like like two part quests. Maybe. Yeah. No. There's not really any chain quest. Yeah. Like, like in, in Zero Dawn, I feel like this would have been a, like a main quest. Like kind of like mm-hmm. um, Derval was. Derval was kind of like this. You know. Uh, but the main quest in this game is just is strictly about uh, Gaia and the base and getting the subordinate functions. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, what are your thoughts before we close up? I wish I had done this <laughs> earlier in the game. It made it very easy to do, but. Things like this are very impactful. And I was I was a little disappointed with this area when I first went into it because I felt like it was very empty for no reason. And I still feel like it's a little empty, but it's just because there was no nothing pointing me into the directions of all of these like major points in this area. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this area, it is a large area, but one of the, the largest part of the area is not sorry not the large part of the area one of the larger parts of the area is the tall neck walking around in a circle there's really nothing there except machines that are going to try to kill you and in, in, in a fight um the other larger place is cauldron gemini which you can't use to the end of the game mm-hmm. and then even scalding spear the area that scalding spear is in is actually pretty large because it's kind of like a spectacle when you're when you're riding to it you can see it but then you're inside scalding spear and that's it so the area itself is pretty large, but it doesn't really have like an impact. It an impact, but like, it do, it's not saturated. Yeah, you know, it's not really saturated, and since, especially since it's in the desert too. So there's nothing in your way of seeing things. The draw distance is crazy, you know. So yeah, <laughs> like I think that's part of the 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 issue with the shining wastes area in general. I think, though, what they did here, I never ran into them, but they put pretty large machines in this area, like to the north, like a very empty area. So maybe they just kind of meant this to be like the first area that you can farm bigger machines if you wanted to. Maybe because there are Thunderjaws, there are mm-hmm. Slitherfangs. Yeah. And plow so, horns and stuff. Plow yeah. horns, yes. So you can, you, there, are, there are areas for some pretty large fights here, so. Because I will say, especially the Slither Fangs, I feel like you have to have a pretty large area to fight them, even more so than a Thunderjaw, because yeah. of the, like the way they the way they move and they're they're taller and longer than Thunderjaws. So, right, yeah. I have more problems with Slither Fangs than I do with Thunderjaws. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, once I got the Purge Water stuff down, I would just. I would just drench them, and then they're kind of just like, "Oh no, right, right." <laughs> All of my abilities. What do I do? Like you know, they, I don't even think they can drench you back. Once you drench them, they can't drench you back because that's an elemental ability. Mm-hmm. So, yep. All right, so yeah, we're gonna go ahead and end this there. 
and we have gone from plain song through the desert clan area and now we're going to get back on track with our main quest we're going to head into uh, into the grove and try to find aether talk to hikaro and you know see where that leads us because obviously that that's there's no way they're just going to let us walk in and go get aether right we're, we got to do something you know uh, maybe so, maybe so that's what we're going to start next time our um I think I think the main quest is the Broken Sky, so we're gonna start the, the first part of the Broken Sky, which is gonna lead us into, you know, other areas as well. So it'll be good to get back onto into into main quest territory. I think we'll probably finish out that full main quest and then talk about the areas that we hit because it will take us farther north. Uh, one of my favorite cauldrons is in the far north of this game. And I'll explain Cauldron Io, and I'll explain why it's one of my favorites. And uh, yeah, so we're, we'll be back on track with our next episode with the with the main quest and trying to fix the planet, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, like I think I had mentioned, like how many? When, when, oh, I'm gonna look it up right now. What episode did we finish the base in? I want to say 49. 49 for three hundred. Forty seven. Dang. 47. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That was episode 47. This is episode 53. Three. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're looking at about, I don't know, six episodes. Say about six episodes of, of not main quest. Like, there was just a lot, man. There was a lot to, to going between plain song and the grove. You know what? I take back being disappointed about having nothing in this area because like everything before this point was so much. It's just like a little break. That is true. It's like kind of a palate cleanse. Yeah. You know, so yeah, like, yeah, we'll we'll be back on our (laughs) on our main quest grind after after, you know, this 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 much side questing. So um, with that, we'll start wrapping up. I had the folder open, but not the file. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you want to keep up with what's going on with this show, you can follow us on twitter.com slash the mash network. Uh, Christina, where can they find you? You can find me at s'mores pop tart on Twitter and Twitch. I'm also the host of another podcast on the network called wondrous tales, where we talk about final fantasy 14 content. And you can follow me on Twitter as well. Josh Tradamus. You go also catch me streaming sometime on, on our channel, twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And, um, like I mentioned earlier, we'd love to have you join our discord community at match.gg slash discord. And I encourage you guys to reach out to the show with your comments and questions. Uh, you could, you can contact us on discord or Twitter, or just email us at contact at match.gg. If you enjoy the show, you want to help us out. One of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others and also to rate and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. If you want to take your support a bit further, you can do so at mtv.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons, including uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash mash those buttons, where support starts at about $2 a month. Uh, we have a Teespring store at merch.mash.gg. Uh, we do have Twitch subscriptions available at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Uh, also, Humble Bundle affiliate links, so you can buy games for Steam, Epic Game Store, you play all through Humble Bundle which uh, also allows you to, you know, put some of that money to a charity if you want to. And uh, we do also do have one-time PayPal donation link. So uh, 
any of those ways will definitely help support us and i encourage everyone to stay tuned after the show to hear more about mash those buttons and with that we are done for the week catch you later see ya Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 